0: Welcome back to All the Miles Mattered. This is Neil Amato. Thanks for coming along for the run. I got the chance earlier this week to talk Florida running history with Frankie Ruiz, cross-country coach at Belen Jesuit in Miami. Belen is one of the top teams in the country, and unlike great teams of the 80s, it gets a chance to prove how good it is nationally, because it will compete in national events after the state meet. Nike Regionals and Nationals, which is mentioned when Ruiz refers to NXR and NXN. Ruiz says he's not a true scholar when it comes to the state's running history, but he certainly appreciates the past. As for his team's place in history, well, the next few days will go a long way to determining how Belen Jesuit is remembered. Here's the interview with Frankie Ruiz. Coach Ruiz, thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Well, thanks uh, thanks for reaching out. I, I appreciate what you do.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. So I want to ask about a quote of yours that I read. Uh, I think it was uh, you know, a couple years back, but still fairly, uh, I'd say, current. And it was, I think what happens when naturally you win a lot, you can kind of lose that hunger. Why have your guys not lost that hunger to win?
1: I mean, I, I ask myself that uh, constantly. I'm, I'm constantly worried about sort of losing that, um, that edge. i um, constantly looking for reasons to keep feeding them um, whatever keeps them hungry. Um, do it with the coaches, do it, do it to myself constantly. Sometimes you, you even look for ghosts, um, you know, and kind of, I'm not saying that people aren't coming after us, but I make it make it uh maybe even a little more elaborate the uh, the description of of how many or how big or how how much of a threat um what they've done so far is is you know is in jeopardy um, so there's a little bit of that and then i just i don't know i i, I have this inherent um, just the, i guess part of me that that I'm able to transfer to Many folks around me, whether it's the kids or the coaches or parents or athletic directors or who principals, it doesn't matter who it is about this this need to to want to want more i I don't know I operated pretty early with this idea that you couldn't be content on Monday morning after a race um after a weekend race it was I would send that email and I'm like, that's great, we won now what you know so right.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but this weekend you'll be going for the seventh consecutive team state championship, and I think is it 14th as a school overall.
1: Yeah, I, you know it's funny. I, I have horrible, horrible memory. Thankfully, I have a coach named Juan Rodriguez who co- has been coaching with me longer than. I've been coaching. Actually, he's been he's been there even while I was a runner, who seems to be my my uh my memory let's call him uh, <laughs> he reminds me of, of things if right now you'd be asking me this i, I might be phoning phoning a, a coach or phoning a friend <laughs> to see uh you know to see what the number is but um yeah it, it would be seven in a row and um and yeah and 14 um as a program i believe right Let me, let me just count that backwards yeah, 12 it's four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen no we have fourteen already so i guess this would be fifteen okay 15. Um, See, and, and, it's and easy I, to and lose I count <laughs> I, no but no but i i hope nobody people that are listening are thinking of it that way i i just um i just have horrible memory man I think I, it's just one of it's my achilles heel
0: okay right so i'm certain it's going for seven in a row um I want to ask how the program now is different from the one that won a state title way back in 1995. I know your perspective is different.
1: Yeah, look, I I, I was on that team. Um, I was on that team, and I, I say on the team, not a contributing member of the actual state championship on on race day. I I, I was a um i'm not gonna say i was left out i left myself out um didn't make the top seven and so um i didn't get a chance to run run at state uh but i can tell you that the culture back uh then was very different it was fun way 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 before um you know running Um, we just kind of used the running as this vehicle if you will to Get to the forest to play manhunt, or you know, take a, a longer than assigned run to to go to somebody's house, or just just the the types of uh, afternoons uh, were different. And uh, and and the sad the sad reality is that probably equally, if not more talented uh, runners were were on that team. Uh, many of which come back, and many of which were my closest friends now. I don't think they regret the fun. To be honest, I like to turn around saying that we should have won more. Um, <laughs> but but they do every so often kind of wonder what would have been. Um, but you fast forward to where we are now, and and I do my best to remind them of of the having fun and and you know doing whatever I can to insert some of that fun. But we are in know just a different place when it comes to to the way we handle workouts after school. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, just the fact that, um, you know, your travel to upcoming meets is not all by school bus, uh, is a little bit different. And so I was hoping you could talk to me some about that upcoming schedule specifically starting with the state meet this Friday, November 17th in Tallahassee, you're running there. And then two days later, you're running again in North Carolina, about 25 minutes from where I live.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, the, the thing and going back to that for one second uh, on, on the way it was, the way it was, was we drove everywhere. We were limited as to where we could stay. You know, funds were certainly harder to come by. Um, much more humble times. Um, not that these kids are not humble, but I'm saying in terms of, of, of means, you know, the, the idea that, that Belen is far south we had to go and race wherever wherever the competition was, went only so far because, let's face it, like there was, A, there was good competition nearby and, and B, there was, again, uh, um, we weren't as financially blessed. So throughout the years, both between the support of the alumni and the, the, the slight increase in, uh, in funding, um, either because types of, of families that have started to come to the school or, or because the school has allowed us some, some budget we've traveled more. So we're used to going places. Um, the squad is like kind of, you know, I enjoy watching this this program SEAL Team and, and I, I see them the same, which is like, they get called for a mission and they jump on a plane and wherever they land, they go and they take care of business. Not that we're on a plane all the time, but um, I think you get the, the message. So when this issue came up where we were gonna have two races within 48 hours, it was not that big of a deal. Um, to, to, to be honest, yeah, at first we we're like, gosh, it would be nice if we had a week part. But the guys almost took it like, okay, what, what are, what are the, the travel plans? All right, cool. It was, it was that kind of mentality. Um, what I will say is that as coaches, we do everything, or I'm going to do everything in my power to, to um, control as much as I can of the stress associated with travel. We're going to have our delays. We're going to have our mishaps at the car rental counter, all those things. And hopefully um, we're thinking heading enough in case we do have any of these bumps that, that they're not major. Yesterday I laid out the full schedule for basically a little bit over 48 hours. And, and on there was everything to the T of, Hey, your training shoes are going to be within an arm's reach after you're done with that state meet. Cause I want that cool down done, you know, within 15, 20 minutes. So you're not going to go back to the bus. You're not going to go see your girlfriend. You're not going to go, you know, have a snack, you know, you're, you're going to, just get that done because I want them off their feet pretty quickly. Um, so it's going to be things like that that I intend to do, but I, I don't want to make it to be a bigger deal than than it is. I think you know we've done a couple workouts back to back to show that they can from just mental and even physical standpoint. Right. And uh, and I told them I said listen, if anything, it's going to be a great story um, for you to to tell, and it might be the same story you're going to be telling for years because this doesn't look like it's going to go away. I think FHSA has found a, what they find to be a cooler weekend. <laughs> I don't know what that means, um, which is something they've all always been saying they wanted. And then I think it has something to do with the football schedule, um, collegiate football schedule. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I am a little disappointed that's on a Friday. I think that that hurts spectator attendance for as far as the state meets concerned. And I am somewhat, um, same thing, same issue I have with The NXR being on a Sunday, I just think, it again, the the sweeter day of the three is usually on a Saturday. But um, but nonetheless, I think Nike accommodated. FHSA didn't necessarily accommodate. It was the other way around. Um, They did their own thing. But uh, Nike did accommodate because they could have easily put it on that Saturday. And I think we'd be having a slightly different conversation because 24 hours is a bit much.
0: So how do you get from Miami to Tallahassee and when?
1: So right now the itinerary has us flying Thursday to my, to, sorry, to Tallahassee uh, a couple of years back. We made a decision to, and this is regardless of NXR, we made a decision to ch- do our best not to fly and not sorry, not to drive both ways. Just so, so we'll do one of the two legs. Typically it's the first leg, meaning getting two so that, so that their, their legs aren't all heavy and we haven't been sitting in the car for eight, nine hours. So that was going to be done no matter what. So we, we're flying. Um, one thing is we're we're not going a full day early. Normally we'd go to state a day uh, plus early, but this time around we'll we'll be going Thursday, um, and the state meet is Friday morning. So we'll do that. about I think the race is at ten fifteen. Uh, then right after the race, we'll go back to the hotel, grab our stuff. Hopefully they give us a late checkout. Um, grab our stuff, have lunch, and and um, and start driving to um, to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, will jump on a, on a plane and go to Charlotte. Charlotte will connect to Raleigh, and um, and then get to the hotel. I estimate about one a.m. So it's uh, it's not ideal, but it's the best that we were able to find from a financial standpoint and from a time perspective that put um, you know the boots on the on the ground there um, by Friday night, basically. I mean, really is early Saturday morning, but. Friday night, and they'll sleep in for a bit, and then we'll go do the course and, and try to get to bed early.
0: And that's a course you saw, I guess, what, about a month ago?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it was important for us to to go to um, Great American to make sure that the guys uh, had that course fresh on their minds. I think we had a pretty good handle on it um, based on their performance, but nonetheless, I think that that's a that's a course you can never take for granted with the hills, with the cold, with the rain, with the—I it's been a little rocky. Um, so the more the more that I can let them see it, the, the better, for sure.
0: Right. So on your Facebook page, the summary or intro words say, empowering the world to run. That's that's definitely beyond the scope of a high school cross-country coach. I'm aware of some of your other duties. But why is that important to you?
1: Uh, running— Running something I found, thanks to my dad, when I was about 10 years old, I think a lot of folks have a very similar experience, whether it was a parent or a friend or someone that introduces them to this world of freedom, because that's that's the best way I know how to describe it, because it just gives you this incredible freedom to be as good as you want to be with it. Um, and then it also gives you freedom in so many other things. The more you do it um, from a health perspective, from a mental perspective, you name it. And so I, I realized that early on it was uh it was a space or, or a sport that I, I wanted to spend time in i I didn't necessarily have it entirely plotted out, but I knew that um, I was going to be doing stuff with it, whether it was running in the Olympics as you know as a child you you can imagine or doing something that that was related to the sport and and along the way picked up uh, the idea of, of putting on the Miami Marathon. Uh, along the way I realized there was a need to, to serve um, young adults and adults in, in, in the community so I started a bunch of run clubs. Along the way I even picked up a running store uh, and thought that would be another area. Um, took up um, you know uh, some more initiatives with kids and what we call the Kids Run Miami program and all all the while that the one constant besides the running and I competed in college at FIU for a little bit and, and some stuff for myself all the while, the one constant was that I wanted to always coach. So all these other pieces were things that I did that allowed me to coach, right? So whether it was starting a business in a certain way or running a running store or doing things related to the field of running, Allow, would allow me to coach and allow me to leave at 3 o'clock and, and go do, you know, what I enjoy the most, which is, which is coaching. And so I built sort of this ecosystem um, around running that um, allowed me to make a living and, and a pretty decent one. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, uh, I've had my, my company acquired twice. I've, uh, I still have a new, another company that, that organizes and consults in, in races. I still operate all these running clubs, and, and I still get to go to, to practice every afternoon. It's getting harder and harder. I've got two toddlers hmm. and, uh, and a beautiful wife, so it's um, less time that I, I, I feel like I can freely give to, to coaching. But just when things were say, getting complicated for me, I decided to complicate things even further. And I, two years ago, decided that I was going to take the cross-country kids for a month at Flagstaff. So that's all brought its own challenges with with a family and and my wife's ambitions and her business and my kids' lives and stuff. So I'm hanging on by a thread, as they say, but um, for now, I'm here coaching.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a good time to be coaching. Um, You know, my podcast... Really focuses on more history than current, but the reason I'm I'm bringing this up, and the reason I wanted to have you on is one: Are you familiar at all with the history of Largo High School cross country and Lado uh, in the '80s, '70s, '80s, '90s?
1: So I can't I, I can't say I'm a scholar at at, at the history, but um, I uh, you know Coach Haley did give me his book, I had a chance to go through that. I've um I've heard tons of anecdotes. Listen to one or two of, of your podcasts. I, I know that you've had them for uh, a little while, so I was able to, to listen to that um, back uh, about a year ago, I think, when when you uh, when you launched, and some other folks had tagged me on it. Um, so I, I know a little bit, but if you were to start quizzing me, I'd, I'd probably struggle a little bit because my memory's so darn bad. Yeah, I <laughs> wasn't so trying to quiz. It just... I was just curious. <laughs> no, look, I, I I one of the first calls, but at the very least, one of the, the first messages I wanted to send when we, we did break that um, that record was uh, was to Coach and uh, Coach And For me, it, it just means so much to have these marks established and these, these challenging marks because you asked early on, like, what, what keeps you in the game or what keeps kids hungry? And I said, let's face it, it's some of these marks, right? It's some of these goals and records. And I'm not saying we all need to do everything for that, but... It just showed, I I was a high jumper in high school and I always want to know where the bar is. Like I, I, you were taught not to look at it, but you had to know where it was because that that determined your effort. That determined, you know, what, what you were going to do to get to that, whether it was my case back then, they they didn't feet. So it was six, two or six, four, six, three. And I think um, Largo and and so many others before us, we talk a lot about, at Belen, we talk a lot about the traditions and the, and the winnings of teams that came before them they set the bar They 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 really did kind of um establish things uh that allowed us to sort of aim and say okay well that's we know that excellence at least at least lives near that let's let's shoot for that so I, i i can't um you know i can't ever glaze over no matter how far we take this or how far the next team takes their streaks or their things we can never glaze over the the bars that were set you know by those that came before us because their bar was not at six or seven or whatever they, their bar was lower and they put it there so um we just built on top of it and uh and i appreciate that
0: so you said that coach haley uh sent you
1: his book yeah and he filled it out and he signed he signed a bunch of things yeah it's really neat because he and wrote a bunch of things i wish people did that more often That was that was pretty cool i i it's, one of, it's my book, one of the books on top of, on top of the, my favorite running, running books. And when I have my own little office at Belen, that's one of the books that I want the kids to, to see on top of uh, whatever, a coffee table or whatnot. So right. I don't have my own office yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in addition to, to knowing a little bit about, about Largo and having the, the book from Coach Haley, who, who are some of the, the role models in coaching or just other people that you look up to?
1: So, look, Coach Haley came from that time where I think coaches were in the raw. They didn't have access to all this info. They didn't have, uh, you know, the, the gosh, the, the plethora of books and clinics and online seminars and, and on-demand videos and access to news and access to, to results and whatnot. Uh, during that time you had coach Carlos Barking, which I happened to be given the job by um, at Belen and and you had the, the barks we call his short Barking short uh, nickname is bark you had bark you had Haley you had coach Peach you had coach Boza from uh, Tampa Jesuit you had you've had you've had these guys who coached at a time that that you really had to appreciate the innovation the, the the experimenting, the the grit that they that they uh, instilled in their teams, and, um, and and definitely with science, but maybe not the same. The readily access to to that information. So those guys were definitely um, folks I, I looked up to. I on a more personal level, maybe not so much on the on the running side specifically to coaching or coaching cross country. My dad. Who introduced me to the sport and has helped me along the way. Still look he's gonna be driving up to Tallahassee to watch the race and then from there he's gonna keep driving because he hates planes, so he's gonna keep driving to um to Gary. So him and, and my mom are still big parts of, of of what I what I do. But I gotta I gotta put them both both of there as as mentors. And then I, I don't know, I I, I have uh, talked to quite a few coaches along the way that have opened the doors. Um, you know they've opened their their doors. They've answered phone calls. They've answered emails. Yeah, I've I've had quite quite a few. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Both in the sport and outside the sport, I owe a lot to to a lot of folks that have um, helped us uh, along the way.
0: So I know you get asked this a lot. I've seen it over the years in videos. Every time you have a really good meet, and a really strong team, which is of course many many years, you get asked. I dare to say this might be one of the greatest teams in Florida history. Would you agree? So I'm gonna ask it again. <laughs>
1: Um, well, I mean, the good thing is that their chapter hasn't hasn't ended, or their their book, so to speak, hasn't hasn't been finished. And I'd hate to to say that it is without that coming to to an end, or their their particular season being fully uh, written. Um, if I had to say right at this moment, I, I think this this team has that uh, that label around the corner. Certainly, one of the best teams I've ever coached. They do certain things that, as a as a coach, you kind of try and 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 teach, which you can't, and realize it's either it's either something that they sort of teach themselves or they master themselves. You can suggest it, you can tell them what it what it takes, you can do all those things, but ultimately, it's up to the team to really like embrace this idea that it's not wanting to be the best. That necessarily, you know, everybody wants to be the best. You can tell. I can tell. I want you to be the best, but it's what it means to be the best. And this team has done two things: they've they've got their floor really high. In other words, their off days are better than most best days. You know, most most teams' best days, most teams that I've coached, best days, and their consistency is is second to nothing I've ever seen. Like. Whether it's on my on, in my school or teams that that I've watched from afar, you know, you've had a, a you know teams that have been have great great team averages, but how often do they come close to that team average? How often are they even moving that team average? Uh, let's let's say times aside, how often is that that team does that team have a a, a runner that's ah, he's just a little too far back now the compression is off. I mean, you see it. You see it time and time again in teams of the past, but this team just does not have that. That I can't say it's an off day. I like, go back to it. Their off day is just a great, you know. It's, it's usually somebody else's great day. So that yeah. that to me, if I if I had to if I had to measure what makes them so so good in the history of Florida, times aside, state championships aside, all those things, although all those things are going to matter in in terms of of, of how they're described or remembered the the main thing is that these guys just are really good at being good and they're, and they're consistent at being good. Like they, they do both pretty well. So,
0: and you're right. It hasn't been written. It's not complete. It's a little bit early for me to ask it, but this is the day we're talking. Um, the <laughs> other thing I'll, I'll ask kind of to end with, it goes back to schedule. You know, obviously there's, there's national aspirations as there should be, but, but I guess Thinking about this two-day turnaround, are you kind of prohibited in how much you could go after this Friday race because you're racing Sunday?
1: In, in what sense? What do you mean prohibited? Sorry.
0: If the state championship was your last meet, you'd be putting a ton more effort into it than you would in this current schedule.
1: Yeah, I I, I hear what you're saying. Um, and. But maybe and, you know, I look at it
0: the wrong way. You can tell me I'm looking at it the wrong way, and that
1: you can no, go at no, no, it no. both days. At all, at all, and, and and I think that that's what I've been trying to do with these guys from the beginning, knowing that we had this setup towards the end, which is not overly emphasizing one particular race, even if I guess my uh, what is it, twenty-some odd years of coaching uh, have led me to understand the psychology of of a kid a little better. And I can't, I, I used to tell them everything, you know, put everything on state, like everything, everything. I want you, this is it. I don't care what happens before or after or leading up to at state, all bets are off. That's, that's the race. And throughout the years, I've thought, I thought to myself, I'm like, no, I, I can't overemphasize one race versus the other. Yes. Naturally, they're going to know that something weighs more and it's just, it's just a bigger deal and you don't need to add more to it. and with that i've also said to them and this was something we just we talked about in august i said i'm gonna let you guys decide how much shoulder you guys want to put into state um it's not going to be coach's decision in other words i'm I'm not calling the play here which is take it easy or go hard or uh, none of that i want you guys to determine what you want to do and we sort of Did this at regionals and to a certain extent we did at districts where i said listen guys you know that let's face it you know what you're facing right now that there's you can score 15 you can score 30 you can score 50 and still win um it's up to you guys what do you want to do and these guys so far they said we want to have fun we're going to go race together we're going to keep ourselves together no tempo you know instructions no Hey, I need you to do this at this exact time. I've given them a sense. And I said, listen, I think this course, you guys can break 16 if you put them all, put yourselves all together, whatever. But I've never, I've been very short with my instructions. And I kind of want to take state that way. If it was the end all and there was no NXR, NXN, yeah, I'll tell them about, hey, what about if we went for such and such record? You know, you guys want to be remembered by that? Well, it's there for the taking. This is how much it would require. Um, go at, you know, again, some of them still haven't, uh, Marcelo and, um, and Josh have still talked about whether they're going to go and, and, and give Kuhn a run. Um, and, and I'm going to leave it up to them to be honest, because I don't want them to be looking at me and say, we did that. And now look, how we're flat on Sunday. Um, cause they do, these guys do like to go fast and they don't go fast that often at practice. Um, so yeah, that's. I don't know if I gave you the answer you wanted, but that's that's kind of where where my uh, where my head is right now with uh, with Friday.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I don't know that I had certain one that I wanted. I was just curious if uh, if it's limited. It sounds like uh, you're kind of leaving it up to like that uh, that quarterback on the field <laughs> looking over the defense <laughs> to use yeah. a different thing. It's like you're <laughs> yeah. you're letting them call the play.
1: Yeah, let them call the play and also respect the competition. Like, let's face it; like everyone knows. There's the state championship. And for me to discount or downplay, yeah, just, just walk through your state championship is disrespectful to the sport, disrespectful to the to the competition itself. And I, I don't want to de emphasize it, be like, oh, it's just another step along the way. Cause there's a couple of teams that are pretty darn good and nothing's for granted, nothing's taken for granted. But I also have to be real with what they're facing the next couple of days. So I'll suggest certain things, but ultimately you guys call the play. You know the ramifications of putting everything you have on Friday. How you're going to feel on Sunday,
0: right, Frankie? This has been great. I really appreciate it. Um,
1: no, Neil, no, I appreciate. I appreciate you know you holding on to to the history for for those that that uh, don't know it as well. I think it's important that we continue to tell it in Florida. Uh, look, I think of the Miami Marathon as as one of those races that. It's, yes, yeah, it's been around for about twenty years or so, but it's rooted in the Orange Bowl Marathon. It's rooted in the Metrodade Marathon. It's rooted in some some races that actually affected what New Yorks and Boston's and Chicago's and and some of the great races have become because they 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 planted those first flags and they planted those those first few seeds. So the fact that you're doing the same for cross country, for what Largo uh, is not was but is that uh that matters that matters and i'm glad that the name of your of your podcast Matt, is, includes the word matters thank you so much for doing what you do and thanks for, for for the invite
0: well thanks uh perhaps i can uh get to see you run in person on sunday i'm not sure i'm getting there but uh it's a short drive for me unlike your parents drive so
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in what town you said
0: uh there i live, live in apex which is apex okay, borders yeah. carry yeah. so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yep.
1: you know, I know I know where apex is uh, yeah my yeah, daughter just,
0: ran her last high school meet at that at that course so yeah
1: uh, I, it's a cool course it really is you guys are, are lucky lucky to have that uh, there it reminds me a lot of uh, Tallahassee Tallahassee is, is you know, um, the Appalachian course is very very similar it's it's uh I don't know I, I think Florida I think Florida has this and that, that's one of the reasons that I'm excited that this particular team has put Miami or Florida on the map I think Florida flies under the radar and in a lot of its history, its running history, and, and, uh, and its place in the sport. I think it's, uh, it's important that we, we don't forget some of, the, some of the, uh, the foundations that were laid down here.
0: Again, that was Frankie Ruiz, the coach of Belen Jesuit. Largo in Boys Cross Country still holds the Florida record for public school state championships with 10. Belen A private school overtook Largo, winning its 11th state championship in 2019. The boys' team that finished second that day to Belen was Robinson High in Tampa. Who's the coach at Robinson, and what's his tie to this story? Find out on the next episode of All the Miles Mattered.